Thanks for listening to Locked in the Green Room, episode eight. And today I'm chatting with Gary Crosby. So you can find us all over the internet. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, uh, all the places that you might want to find a podcast. You can also find us on YouTube. I live stream these sessions now on my YouTube page. So just type in Locked in the Green Room or my name, Matt Holborn, and you'll be able to find that. I'm chatting today with Gary Crosby, who is one of the co-founders of Tomorrow's Warriors, which is a jazz uh, music education program and artist development organization. We chatted about how he has been spending his time in lockdown and how he's been trying to keep positive. Hope you enjoy. Yeah, Ah, nice. So you were saying that you've been working on your Taekwondo. I've been working on my Taekwondo, which I haven't done for quite a while, but uh, as a form of exercise, yeah. um, I've decided, uh, well, not I've decided, I've, I've just got up in the mornings and started doing my, my patterns again. Yeah. Like how, how did you get into that? Well, I mean, practically everybody back in the, in the 70s, you know, the early 70s was, was doing Kung Fu fighting or, you know, we were going down to cinemas just to watch Kung Fu films. And, yeah. There were, there were classes everywhere. Right, okay. What, in in, so in the 70s, it was a big thing? Uh, martial arts was, yes. yes. I got into Taekwondo in the 90s, I think. Ah, okay. I was slightly older. Yeah. So how did you get into music, actually? Let's start from that. I mean, I'd like to know what you've been up to on lockdown. But actually, it'd be quite interesting to hear how you first got into playing, how you first, uh, well, yeah, just how you first got into playing. Um, all right, this is a story. Uh, I got up one morning, 1960, it was about 62, 63. Mm-hmm. Got up one morning, went into the kitchen mm-hmm. of the house in Fulham, and I saw this massive red guitar. Yeah. Imagine, because I'm quite small. Mm-hmm. Um, this massive red guitar. Yeah. It turns out my uncle, uh, Ernest Wrangling, was in the country working with Millie Small. Yeah. And he was practicing. Right. And the whole excitement of, well, seeing the guitar yeah. and hearing him talk about, you know, going to Germany to work with Millie Small and uh-huh. so on and so forth, that kind of left a, uh, uh, an impression on me. And that's really when uh, I, I start and a decision to engage with music. Yeah. That starts then. I was about seven seven, eight, mm-hmm. something like that. Right, okay. And, and, and that's and, when it starts. And it's, was, ne- it's never been a perfect um, continuation. You know, there's been stops and starts. Of course. I studied engineering. You studied um, engineering? I studied electrical engineering for quite, quite, a, quite a long while, actually. Ah. Like, uh, where did you study that? Once uh, with Technical College. Okay. And uh, uh, the GEC Electrical Company in Hammersmith is where I, I studied. Uh, I, I did my apprenticeship and uh, training. These damn earphones are not very good, are they? Uh, your earphones? They sound okay to me. Yeah. They sound they fine. Now. Yeah. yeah, they sound pretty. I mean, as, as in, is that your microphone as well? Maybe I think it's probably just your laptop's microphone. Don't worry about it. Are they, do they keep falling yeah. out? Well, what I'm going to do, I'm going to take the head, take the headphones out. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then everybody in the house can hear hear me speak. Well, that's all right. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So that that that's yeah. I started in music, or the first time I wanted to engage with music it was about seventy to seventy three. Yeah. And as I say, it wasn't a straight line since that. And then the other significant time was uh, I was about eighteen, and I met um, Willie Garnet. Okay. In a shop in Hammersmith. Yeah. And that was another big turning point for me because I told him I used to play stringed instruments, mm-hmm. bass in particular. And um, he said that electric bass wasn't a bass. It was a plank of wood with four strings, strings on it. Uh-huh. And he just, he just showed me um, this double bass that was in there. Yeah, I just became intrigued. And he, he said, um, if I could find a, a small amount of money give him the electric bass and he'll give me that double bass. And he did. And that was the start of my um, interest in jazz. And well, no, I'd already been listening to the music, but interested in trying to learn how to play double bass. Okay. I had trumpets and uh, other instruments before. Yeah. But, um, and so what, so what do you, do you remember, um, do you remember, do you remember what was the, who was the first bassist who made a, a big impression on you? Wow. Um, James Moret. Moret. Uh-huh. Not the English classical bass player, although he's made an impression on me recently. Yeah. Um, it was the, the guy who used to play with the Jazz Messengers. Mm-hmm. It was on an album called um, Drums Unlimited. Yeah. And uh, it was just, um, it was so solid. Yeah. It was so solid you could eat it. It was that solid. Um, and it just, in, in, you know, that was the first bass player that I thought, I'd like to um, be at that level. But there are people like Reggie Workman, mm-hmm. Garrison. Yeah. They were the first models of it, you know, um, Ron Carter. They were the first people. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Paul Chambers, all, all of that. Like. Yeah. Hey, so... What have you been up to? What have you been doing since we uh, since we got into lockdown? Like uh, other than the um, so you said that you've been finding uh, you've you've been enjoying doing some uh, some taekwondo, but what else? What else have you been using your time? Well, I started out when the lockdown first started. I started singing, trying to learn to sing jazz solos again. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I got I. I started with a, a Bird of Paradise by Charlie Parker. Uh-huh. Um, solo. Um, um, which was the first solo I was supposed to have learned when I used to study with Peter Ind. Yeah. Uh, that was back in the 70s as well. Um, and I just thought, well, I might as well go back to the beginning, you know. Yeah. So, um, I've had uh, a couple of years of... Um, tentatively getting back into playing music mm-hmm. i haven't really done it properly so i've used the opportunity to to go back to square one okay learn my major scales properly again with a metronome and so on and so forth yeah. so, um but the charlie parker bird of paradise solo is really um has kept me going i get up every morning about six o'clock yeah try and learn to sing it yeah um try and sing it accurately 
but not good enough that I, I want anybody else to hear it. It's purely <laughs> for, for my own um, development. Yeah, yeah. I and, find uh, singing really helps. Eh? It can really, it can really. And yeah. yeah, well, it kind of gets inside you. You you actually know where the um, where the rests are mm-hmm. and where the slurs are, and, yeah. as opposed to to reading it. I, I wouldn't say reading is bad for you. But I believe uh, hearing it, singing it is a uh, well, it works for me better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully. How have you been feeling with the whole thing? Have you been finding it quite stressful as a musician or, and as someone who runs an organization that based on basically based on people meeting up and learning together, playing together, playing performances? Has that has, has have you found it's uh, affected you at all? Well, most definitely. Are we are we talking about the the, the lockdown? Yes, sorry. Yeah, talking about the uh, most definitely because um, work has gone. Yes, <laughs> you know, uh, lots of people have lost work. Uh, the meeting with other musicians, which I, I used to do twice a week. Yeah, um, that's you know, so that social um, uh, environment that that was feeding me is gone. Yes, um, and also the actual classes mm-hmm. that the youngsters were engaging. That's gone. But um, this is this. Uh, although we're doing it online now, but um, but this is uh, a lot more important than uh, us playing music together. And you yeah. know, this is, um, people are dying for this over this. Yeah. Um, of course, it is frustrating every now and again. But you, um, it has to be done. There's no alternative. Yes apart from doing it online or um and i believe out of this we will learn new ways how to communicate with each other uh-huh i hope so, I hope so. and value each other's you know a bit more mm-hmm. yeah have you been have you been finding that you've been communicating with people different like in a different way um or uh, Basically, well, uh, the, phone, the phone bill has gone up for definitely, <laughs> and also the uh, checking out people's um, podcasts, websites. Uh, yeah, not things I used to do. So um, I believe this lockdown will increase my um, my 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 skills in doing things like this. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, yes, yeah, hopefully. yeah. Already, do you think that that your skills have uh, have been increased? Nah, it's going to take a bit of time. Still taking I'm, time. I'm, I'm, I'm quite old, so it's going to take time to learn these. But um, well, it's the I'm same with me. Really... I, it's taken me exactly the you know, for example, this live stream. I think mm-hmm. I think we're live streaming somewhere different to where everywhere I've told everywhere everyone that we're live streaming. <laughs> it's just yeah. we're a learning curve, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, it's a learning curve. Um, but at least, at least I'm aware of it now, and at least I'm. I value it now more than what I have in the past. Yes. So would, what sort of advice would you have for uh, musicians? First of all, actually, young musicians who are suddenly locked at home. Uh, used, they're used to being in learning environments uh, and sort of yeah. seeing their peers all the time. What sort, what, what, what sort of uh, guidance would you give to people? That's a hard one because each individual will require different stimulus to get. But uh, there's no harm in listening 
to Charlie Parker. It's his, his, it is his 100th birthday year. Yeah. So we should, we should all study. There's, there's some great autobiographies or biographies by musicians out there that are worth learning. Um, and we, we have to take into account what is happening. This is more than music, what is happening. This is more than art. Yes. This is very threatening. Um, I think we're close to over 150,000 deaths in the world. Mm-hmm. This is, um, so it's, there's no real definitive advice anybody can give everybody. Yes. You know what I mean? Some people might take it, some people might not. Yeah. Um, use this opportunity to, to practice your art form. Mm. Yeah. Use the opportunity. Um, and uh, also remember that uh, the, the, the one thing I, we hope does come out of this, that uh, we, we start to respect each other again as, as people, whether you know that person or not, or whether that person's culturally or socially in your background, but we are, we have, we all, we all share something in common mm-hmm. it's human life yeah i felt that a little bit i feel like the uh the uh gap between people like even politically and uh and socially has has actually been has yes yeah it's been closed a little bit like i, th- yeah. I feel like there isn't as much uh you know us versus them at the moment because everyone yeah. feels really yeah, yeah, feels really in it together well, we're, we're, in a, we're in a situation where um, everybody loses. Yeah, you know, everybody loses. Yeah. There's no winners. Yeah, in situations like this, unless you work together. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, what have, like so? I've, we, I sort of said for for young musicians, but what 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 guidance would you have for musicians who are um, who are actually gigging musicians who are out there every day, every you know, probably a lot of people every day playing. Uh, playing music for people and suddenly they're stuck in what what guidance would you give them i feel like it's a bit different for, for yeah, a young musician yeah. than it is for a, a, a lot sort of more well, i suppose for elder musicians is use the opportunity to practice those things that you yeah. feel are in your playing. there's there's nothing else you know um you know it's not like me or any other well-known musician has any magic formula mm. You know, this is um, we are struggling as much as as anybody else in terms of trying to interact with musicians and our instruments and so on and mm. so forth. The only thing I could say as maybe a, a slightly more experienced musician is practice. <laughs> you know, yeah. the more you practice, the better you become. The better you become, the more money you're going to earn. As simple as that. Um, try and be positive about the future. Mm. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, and you know, practical cooking skills, yeah. and uh, you know, and, and whatever else you you haven't done. Yeah, I mean, it's it a long haul. It does feel like it is, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard. To, it's it's hard. To, I mean, I don't. I've actually trying to. I'm trying to stay away from the news. But that's one thing that that's a piece of advice yeah. I would give to people is actually try not to read the news too often. Check it once yeah, a day, <laughs> because it's true. always changing, and it can also. If can really bring a lot of stress. That's true. Um, yeah, we are artists. We're not politicians. And unless you can actually do or say something that's going to change the, the situation, uh, 
what's the point of shouting at the telly that the prime minister or the president has said the wrong thing? It's not going to change anything. Yeah. You know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a good point. And uh, one thing I can advise everybody about, which I have, you know, full experience of is um, the result of stress, which led to a brain hemorrhage. That's not fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And stress can bring on that, those kind of high blood pressures that can lead to um, things like what happened to me. It's not fun. Mm. So, um, you know, unless it's something you can actually change, yeah. i.e. With language or physical contact or something, mm-hmm. what's the point? Yeah. What's the point of getting angry? Yeah. You've done what you're supposed to have done. You went out and voted at the time of the election. Um you feel you're on the right side. What else can you do? Mm. Arguing with the telly is not going to change it. No, I agree. Practice and listen, Charlie Parker. Char- practice and try- learn to sing Charlie Parker specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And then put it on your instrument. <laughs> um, Much more productive. Have you? So, what other positives can you see, or have you seen so far out of the situation that that we've suddenly been thrust into? Um. I've spoken with my, my my all three of my sisters on a regular basis and my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we touch base on a regular basis to ask each other how we how are we, how is our father? Um, uh, our, our father is ninety one. Yeah. How is he getting on? Yeah, I had a, a well uh, about an hour discussion with my son yesterday on the phone and the day before that my daughter. But on that side. Um, those have been the positives, you know, um, mm-hmm. reaching out to people and just telling people on the phone what you hadn't said in um, real life situations. Uh, it can be a bit embarrassing because, uh, but you have to do this so you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. It's true. It's definitely true. I have noticed, and I feel like musicians have this issue a lot. It's like we're, well, a lot of musicians are, are always just running from one gig to the next and they yeah, never yeah. have a chance to to just stop. Yeah. Because, and you never give yourself that chance because you've got that, a lot of musicians have that busy brain, right? It's like, yeah, okay, yeah. how else do I, how else yeah, do I get, make this, you know, make myself better or how else can I, yeah, yeah. What, what what's the next thing that I should be doing? Why haven't I done that? Why yeah. should I do that? And like yeah. now we literally have to stay inside. There's only yeah. so much we can do. We can't go out and try and mm-hmm. network a jam session or you know just network anywhere or be seen doing some you know and the, and the, the funny thing about it is that all of that um hustle bustle and all that if you could actually measure how much have you actually gained yeah from that you know or would you still be in the same position in life if you had spent some time with your granny once a week yeah. or something like that and learn some stuff from her yeah. or him, you know, because th- these are all things that feed into your music anyway. Mm. You know? um, so, um, yeah, they're just as valuable, I think. You know, um, life, life's real experiences are just as valuable as the technical things we do in music to yeah. uh, get better. I, I believe so. that's what storytelling is about. Yeah, experience. Yeah. Yeah, I had this. I also had sort of on a on a similar note. I had this strange thought that perhaps, 
you know, our society, we don't have, you know, in, it, basically in the UK, I guess I'm talking about, I don't want to speak for anywhere else, but we don't have much of a, um, of a, of a thing where there's like families of musicians. Cause I just spent a bit of time in India and like all the classical musicians there, they, they bait like yeah. the, every, it's all done in the family. You people pass yeah, their yeah, music yeah. down through the family and that's how a lot of, how a lot of it's passed down. And I was just thinking like the fact that we're all stuck indoors now for who got, who knows how long. I wonder if that means that we're going to have a little bit more of that. It's going to be like, you know, there's going to be musician parents who are with their kids and they're going to be able to say, look, actually, you know what? I'm, 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 I'm practicing today. Do you want to practice with me? And that's just something yeah. that doesn't, doesn't exist in our, yeah. in our society. But I wonder if it might, hope so i hope so actually now that you said that i think i'll ask my daughter tonight if she wants to play some 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 standards yeah your daughter plays right uh she sings ah. she plays a little bit nice but, um, yeah she can play a little drums too if i if i coax her but <laughs> it might be good yeah i mean i'm saying that i i don't have i don't have kids and uh yeah so i mean i'm not try to tell anyone that they have to do that because I don't, I don't know anything. No, about but that, that's, that's, a, that's a positive thing to, to actually say that might come out of this crisis, you know. Could do. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, specifically, I know that for myself, I go in and out of, um, of being quite, of quite enjoying this time and then getting quite, feeling quite negative about the whole thing and i think it it literally you it's usually done in like on like a 24-hour rotationary basis <laughs> dark than light dark than light yeah it's usually like a good day and then and then a sort of bad day and then a good day and then a bad day and those things i've no and and that can be that can be uh brought on by really small things and and there are all things that if you were able to go out and uh see your friends or even just go to the pub or go for coffee in a coffee shop the release you'd get that release yes but the but these things now i feel like they are affecting us for longer like if you have you know say you have a um like a sort of awkward, uh, like a sort of argument or a sort of negativity over the over messages or anything like that. I'm not actually saying that's happened to me, but I'm just using that as an example. That hits you a lot harder now because you don't have the chance to go and see the person. You don't have the chance to go and uh, hang out with other people and and realize that you know this doesn't matter. And it's really easy at the moment to get ourselves locked in our own strange head. You know, we sort of. We think. Well, I'll tell you something that's um, me, me and Janine, my partner, who r- runs Tomorrow's Warriors, maybe. Yeah. Since I've started um, scat singing, uh-huh. um, I'm getting on her, her nerves. <laughs> like, so I'm walking around the house. She's trying to cook or or talk on a telephone call, and I'm going around the house going, skiddy-doo-dee, and all I'm hearing is, and at first I was like, what's the problem with you? But then I realized, of course, yes. um, this is possibly not 24 hours, but it's the, 
you know, they could be watching telly and all of a sudden I bust into a, a bebop line, you know, or something like that. And it, and it leads to these um, kind of, uh, you have to be aware of other people's space, other people's um, time and so on and so forth. And things like this have made me aware of this. Because mm. I guess as a musician, are you perhaps more often in the, would you be in the house on your own more no. in these, um, in the weekdays? In the weekdays, yes, there's a lot more space here, but also I've got uh, a few spaces at the South Bank Centre where I can go and um, sing bebop lines, sing bebop lines, and or try and play some piano yeah. and just be on my own yeah. before the class starts or something yeah. like that. So, um, yeah, yeah. Um, I've actually recently real because I've been. I've been working pretty heavily on playing Indian classical music. I went to Kolkata and I was I just really wanted to get my get myself into that in a in a sort of serious way. Just more for myself, not to perform it, but just because I, I enjoy the process of it. I've been working on it a lot and a lot of that is exactly what you're talking about, is singing. And I've and I've you know, I set this I set myself up. I was like, you know, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna sing this scale with the drone every day every morning and you know sing it with the the indian sagam which is sare gama padani sa thing and uh yeah i feel i do feel really sorry for my neighbors because we just moved in <laughs> yeah yeah we just moved so in do they don't know us at all we just moved in and then we went into lockdown and they'll have just you know they'll have seen oh some people moving in and then they'll just hear this and then me going just like they must think they must think we're crazy or i'm crazy you know because people don't really know they're not gonna be like oh yeah he's singing indian saga he's just they're just thinking is he like is he doing some sort of ritual i don't really like so i I, I, maybe i should i should probably speak to them and say hey i'm sorry about this is there any is there any way i can make this uh a bit easier for you guys perhaps is there a time in the day where it wouldn't annoy you yeah that, that might be useful um, um at least it's kind of civil isn't it yeah your because, um, because i think yeah. people tensions can like rise a lot at the moment right people probably sitting yeah. indoors all yeah. day and after a while yeah. i reckon they, they'll probably hate me <laughs> yeah even um, if they don't they don't want to hate me, but they might, you know, they, I can understand yeah, why yeah. they would. They're looking for an excuse to explode or yeah, maybe, yeah, anger. Yeah. And you, you're supplying it. I am, with, yeah, I'm... with this drone, and you're you're singing on top, which, as far as they're concerned, doesn't sound like singing. Yes, it's not like we're singing a pop song no. or anything. They can follow, no, or even sing along with you. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. So you can imagine what it's like for Janine and Cara with me singing them. Um, Bebop. These bebop. I can't even sing these lines now. Some of them are so complicated. Yeah, um, it's, it's yeah. difficult. Is uh, yeah, I, I have actually been trying. I've been, I was working on. I'm very bad with French, so I just always look <laughs> at it and think, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I've been trying to learn the Parker solo on that. Probably right, also right. just as annoying. Just when they think it's over with the. Uh, <laughs> the sagam you're going to start with a parker yeah yeah and that that they would find even more annoying yeah. because it is constant and it's uh they're not, they're not hearing the harmony that accompanies yeah. it so 
you know, all your flat nines and flat fives is just going to sound like a bag of noise to them, yeah. which to most people that listen to jazz, that's how it sounds. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, actually, it's interesting talking about that. Are you like, it's, do you find it that's, that comes up a lot in your life when you're, you know, you, you have to suddenly realize that not everybody who's in the audience understands, you know, and can hear what you're hearing. Yes. Yes. Um, I would, I hope some of the younger musicians listen carefully to what I'm saying. Uh, around about 89, I've invited my father to a concert mm -hmm. at the Roundhouse with some, some of the best musicians I've worked with and some of the best musicians in the country. Mm -hmm. And at the end, I felt quite excited. You know, it's the first time I've, he's actually heard me in a, heavyweight jazz gig yeah and he he did a, a typical jamaican thing which was to kiss his teeth which is yeah that means not work jack shit and he said um you guys are playing for yourself you're not playing for me hmm. and i thought well actually he was quite right yeah it, it was a lot of bish bashing but you expect people to understand hmm. what you're doing or at least appreciate what you're doing yeah how can they? We haven't taught them. Yes. We've had two or three generations of uh, young people who have grown up who do not understand the concept of theme and variation mm -hmm. or the saxophone solo. You yeah. Know, after Baker Street, I don't think there's been another sax solo yeah. in pop music. Yeah. Um, and um, and uh, it was from then on, you know, in uh, working with bands like uh, Jazz Jamaica, which are you know, which um, we started in 91. Yeah. And watching people actually smile, dance, laugh, come up to me in fits of giggles afterwards. They had, they had so much fun that made me realize that um, that's just as valid and as useful. And it actually helps put food on the table. Mm. It helps put food on the table. That's the realistic thing. Yeah. The majority of people that out there do not hear harmony no no it's not of interest to them you know, you know it, been... i feel like it's quite a um that that's quite a a british well you know if you see like if you speak to like french people yeah that's true they all can do do re mi fa so latido because they just like all i mean maybe again maybe i'm talking maybe i'm not this isn't true but um, most most people when they were when they're younger, they get taught music. They get taught do re mi fa so la ti do, yeah. and that that's like ear strengthening, right? That's basically like an exercise in ear strengthening, and they get that from the from a young age. And it's and I don't think that's there's a um, I don't think that it's a I don't think that's not uh, connected to the fact you know if you go on the underground in uh, in Paris, you'll see posters for jazz festivals for yes. all throughout. Yeah. The country have put the you know there's posters for jazz festivals in the tube and we get a bit of that yeah. in in london for sure but and yeah. it's something that i noticed a lot more i feel like the we in the uk we just actually don't have very good ears because we just don't train them oh, i don't i don't know if it's it's ears i think it's uh it's an appreciation of high culture mm. it's almost looked down upon yes that's true you actually know. yeah um it's 
of course there are people that do appreciate culture of course in every country in the world and in every country in the world the jazz communities are struggling with audience development mm. but they're they're almost well because we live in england so we know it it almost seems to be like some people are actually glad to be musically ignorant yeah <laughs> it's almost like they're, they're you know they're totally happy to be Ignorant. Yeah. Musically ignorant. I don't mean ignorant, I meant musically. Yeah. I think uh, Peter In said to me, um, oh, I, I wish I could remember exactly what he said. So it was, it was around the idea of m musicality being mm. anybody can have musicality. Yeah. Not everybody can play a musician or play an instrument, or so, but everybody can have musicality. It's put there by the schools is put there by our parents and these things, you know, as you say, do, re, me, bear, shaka, mm. these basic things that at least have left some, somebody of my age that if I hear a Beatles song, I can hear, if not here, I can feel a chord change from one to four yeah. or one to five or something like that. That's been totally obliterated by the modern, modern approach to playing music. Mm. It focuses with its ridiculous focus on rhythm, rhythm, rhythm. And it's not even expansive or progressive rhythm. It's just basic rhythm. I'm not saying that's bad because I do it myself yeah. in a few of my um, dance bands. Sure. But where is the alternative? Yes. Yeah. Or where is the balance? Where, you know, how many of the youngsters actually, I think my daughter when was quite, um, when you know Bill Withers died mm -hmm. a couple of years ago, how many of those young people out there really understand what that song was about, or yeah. you know the effect of um, somebody just being able to sing with a guitar yeah. and have an effect on the world? Um, where's space for that now in today's modern music? Mm. Yeah. Well, it's interesting you talk, you know because that's basically I imagine that's where tomorrow's warriors came from really wasn't it from 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 you from wanting to change that yes 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 it, it was um it was uh my um, um me and janine's uh we saw that some people saw compromise as a way of um what's the term we used to use it's not um diversity was not compromise. Uh -huh. That was one of the first things me and um, Janine came up with in, in talking about um, that by giving high art to everybody would not compromise the art. Yeah. Yeah. And engaging people from every type of background to engage in a, a discipline, whether it be dance or music, would not compromise the art. The great works were still there, they've been done. So, you know. And um, yeah, so yeah, the, the Warriors did come having that kind of feeling that art should be made available to everybody yeah, because yeah. we believe, and I, even more so now in today with what's happening in the world, that the only thing that can save the human race from the ultimate disaster that it seems to be jumping into is art. Mm. Art is the only thing that's going to lift us above beast-like behavior mm. you know um it's you know and 
I have to believe that. Teach everybody art. Yeah. Physical art, visual art, um, spoken word art. Everybody should engage with art. I believe that's the only thing that's going to save the human race. Um, yeah, that's it. I can't emphasize it anymore. I, I wish I could explain it a bit better. Um, no, I, there are a few. Uh, um, I wish I could mention some names of some books. There are a couple of books I've read that are um, not books, um, uh, blogs on, on the website. Um, when I remember the guy's name, I'll come back and tell you. But it was a, a guy who was part of the Harlem Renaissance mm -hmm. that said, we, we will use art to tame the beast. Mm. Um, uh, what was his name? I can't remember his name, sorry. I don't worry. We will use art to tame the beast in man. Mm -hmm. And um, I suppose, yes, the warriors do feel that. Not that we're political or up to any, um, have any ulterior motive more than this is a great art form and we want as many people to engage with it. Yeah. You know, from as many different backgrounds as possible. Yeah. It feels like that, I mean, that, that has worked. It's not like that was a, that was like it's, a pipe dream a and it didn't progress. work. Eh? It's like, it, no, it, it's still a work in progress. Of course. Um, what, what we, uh, um, what, we, we would, I would like to see, and I know Janine certainly would like to see, is uh, that um, in every school in the country, at least one or two lessons a week, instrumental lessons on how to play an instrument for every student. Yeah. You know, and it should be free. Mm -hmm. Whether it's the guitar or, um, you know, a brass instrument mm -hmm. or whatever. And within those two or three lessons a week, there should be some jazz in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, some Charlie Parker. Yeah. yeah. Um, just, I mean, but, you know, actually, I know you're saying it's a working progress, but how can you, uh, can you, would, are you able to acknowledge that actually, basically, how it's changed from when you first came up with the idea to? Oh, most definitely, yeah. Yeah, I can see the results. But, um, what, would, what, would, what, do you what would you reckon those results are? Um, more females. I think we've been a part of that. Uh, um, definitely more diversity. Mm -hmm. uh, possibly that focus on young people playing the music, which some people have complained and said, well, we're now ignoring the older people. But at least given that younger generation something to focus on aside from getting in trouble on the streets. You know, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of youngsters that have come to us that have used the Tomorrow's Warriors to change some social habits. Yeah. So that's positive. Yeah. Um, and we've possibly played in the last 30 years to hundreds of thousands of people, you know, yeah. uh, through Jazz Jamaica and the, New Civilization Orchestra, and um, surely that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. I just you know, and there's so many bands that have come out of Tomorrow's Warriors as well, right? Yeah, that are, yeah. That are, lots of them. that are based. And let's not that concert we did at the Queen Elizabeth Hall. Yeah, with yourself, with the the BBC yeah. concert orchestra. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there there have been lots of 
pluses. Yeah, that's yeah. great because it's move. It, it's sort of, it's 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 like classical musicians and non-classical musicians, right? Yeah. And that's yeah. that's. I mean, that's something that doesn't happen very often, does it? Not enough. Yeah. And it's something that me and you have spoken about that we want to encourage. Yeah. Um, there are, apart from artistic um, things, it, it benefits you. Yeah. There are also uh, cultural benefits yeah. and financial benefits. You know, if yeah. you're widening your portfolio, you're widening your choices of, um, or your chances of getting work if you can do more than just. Uh, what you were taught at school or what you were taught at music college. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and the same goes for us jazz musicians, you know, having to learn how to play in a pop horn section or a, or a pop rhythm section. Yeah. These are all necessary scores for music, for musicians of the future. Yes. Because there's not enough jazz. There's not enough classical mm -hmm. for us for, to feed all of us individually. Yeah. That we could play in our own little silo and work. Um, yeah yeah it's it's interesting you know i feel like the certainly the uk it tends to like musicians like to be pigeonholed or end, end up being pigeonholed a lot of the time you know you're a classical musician you're a jazz musician and there's there's like if you look at berkeley for example in america they've got a really interesting program where they actually that it's you can do everything you yes. can you can take you know, you can take subjects that are jazz and some subjects that are classical. And it means that there are more crossover string players. I'm just talking about string players yeah. here. There's a lot of crossover string players, classical players who can improvise at least to some yeah. degree. Uh, you know, even, you know, bluegrass violinists who play a bit of yeah. jazz. And you just don't really get that as much here. People are very like, they stick to their thing. Yeah, it is, it is changing though. Yeah. It is changing, and these things are these things take generations. You know, um, the the the, uh, the my interest with uh, classical musicians or mus musicians who were taught classically mm -hmm. and wanted to play jazz was, you know, engaging with a few of the classical orchestras, mm -hmm. seeing that there was a different way, a different culture yeah. in how they, they they dealt with music. Yes. You know? And um, instead of getting angry with with musicians who were looking at their watches and saying, "This is what I'm paid for," I'm off. Yeah. I thought, well, the only way this is going to change is, is that if people grow up together. Yeah. And experiencing these different approaches. Yeah. And accept it as long as the results are musical. Yeah. And good music. Yeah. And then realizing that it's pointless me going to somebody who's been playing. Uh, classical harp for 40 years yeah. and explaining to them, well, you know, try and swing your eights this mm. way and so on and so forth. It's, it's just not going to work. Mm. You know, it's just not going to work. It's too late. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that person has to want to do it himself. And, you know, but if we start with a, a new generation of people yeah. who are receptive uh -huh. to it, then they will learn. Yeah. And then, and you build up relationships with people from different backgrounds, so on and so forth. I was at a, a, um, a classical concert in one of the boxes, and funny, in the next box was um, Hamish Moore, 
uh, bass player from Trinity, mm. was watching this classical concert. But he was in, the, in there with some of his friends who play classical music. Yeah. Everybody's in there talking, doing things wrong, like drinking in there. And, and I just thought, well, that is the future. Yeah, yeah. That's how music's going to go forward. Yeah. You're not judged upon your style. Yeah. You're judged upon, well, your skills and your personality. Yeah. You know, um, and those things are more important. Yeah. I, I know we ever messed up virtuoso. I know plenty. Yeah who have no social skills at all. Um, who wants to be like that? Who, who, who would want your children? Who wants your child to grow up like that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it feels, I, I, I definitely see what you mean. So you're saying basically like if we want to keep classical music alive and just art music that is yeah. art music, it has to be, it has to move with yes. the current climate it has to be something that young people can be like hey that's i want to i want to go to that yes the, th the thing is, is, is instead of having them say that they have to grow up with it yeah you know that you have to because uh there's one thing i I'm, I'm confident about young people if you as an elderly person says to their young person do so and so he's going to do the opposite yeah <laughs> Just because he because he can, yeah, and you know he wants to show his independence. So he, they have to grow up with it, yeah. Um, and uh, you know that's not to say you're shutting out anybody or you can't be engaged, but you have to focus on the new, yeah, the fresh, the um, the, those that are more is it pliable, malleable, yeah, very brain, uh, will accept. You know, um, what, what I, I have, what I am missing at the South Bank is there are some youngsters there who are as much into Bartuk as they are into Coltrane. And they can tell you, you know, it's not just listening, they can talk about it. They oh. perform bits of it. And that's going to be the future. Yeah, that's really cool. Well, man, it sounds like, it sounds like you're, you know, what you're doing. I, not that I'm, I'm saying I'm going to make the future. I believe that's. You know, I believe people like Winton were the beginning of a new type of musician. Yeah. Possibly more before him, but he was the first one that I became aware of that had these dual skills. Yeah. 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 I think it's very difficult to change the world of classical music. That's the only problem because it is such a, because, you know, it's a really old. Yes. It's an old, I mean, actually, you know what? I, I, I can't speak with so much conviction about the world of classical music because I'm not really in that world so much. But um, yeah, I just know that it's an old art form and, it, and the older something is, the more stuck in it ways it, it is. Hard and successful. It's been very successful. Yeah. You know? But um, um, the, the great thing about the world we live in today is that uh, does it pay the bills? <laughs> Um, are these venues, uh, um, can they su survive without government support or support from the Arts Council? Th this is the, yeah. how do we deal with the, how do we keep these, these things relevant in 20, 30 years time? Yeah, that's true. And you're, if, if you're relying on the Arts Council, then you are also relying on the government. And the government changes every, every four years. Yeah. 
and also you're relying on a, a, an incredible queue. You know, it's not only you, there's millions of others waiting for that queue. So you're in competition with others. Mm -hmm. It's, it's not it's not the way to to go forward to survive, yeah. to make the art form survive uh, there has to be the, the art all of these art forms have to have a, uh, have to think about audience development strong yeah you know um, take it seriously over the next 10 years audience development mm. yeah uh, not talk about it but um, develop plans um, get into uh, get to government ministers explain what we're trying to do and how we can go around doing this or else we will be without without an audience in 10-15 years not without an audience there will always be an audience for, for great music but it will diminish yeah yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, thanks for chatting to me that's, that's been really All nice right. um, I, it's been great it's quite easy actually I was a bit scared at first it was like well, yes, live streaming. Well, honestly, as I've said, I actually messed this one up. I live stream. I basically set up a live stream, sent a lot of links around, and uh, and then just like completely live streamed to a completely different place. So I think that so it 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 has been easy, but it maybe maybe I made some mistakes on the way in. Anyway, doesn't doesn't matter. I'm glad that we no, managed no, to get the time to chat. Yes. Um, and uh, when, when, you know, um, when this crisis does, uh, we get control of it and we, we work out a vaccine, we, we must have a chat about yeah. um, the third stream idea. Yes, I'd love to. How we, how we can progress this, um, yeah. Yeah. This, um, this interaction between classical and jazz musicians. Yes. Yeah, I've got a bunch of really good ideas for this. Yeah. yeah, look forward to hearing it, bro. Okay, nice one. All right. All right. Take care. I will see Bye. you soon. Thanks for listening to Locked in the Green Room. I was chatting to Gary Crosby, and my name is Matt Holborn, by the way. I, as I've said before, you can find this all over the internet in all the podcasting platforms and on YouTube where we stream these things live. So please check it out. Hope you have been enjoying and uh, see you again. Bye. Yeah.